Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 27 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Padfoot Returns. Padfoot Returns, y'all! I'm so excited. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive, and we want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be Black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. So if you would like to submit, you can check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines. And also for awesome stories that are already on there. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes, and Patroni have access to those videos. $5 or more a month gets you, get you the video the Tuesday before the episode drops, and $10 or more a month. So 5 to $9 gets you the video the Tuesday before the episode drops, and then $10 or more gets you a link to watch us record live and join a chat room to discuss while we record, so your thoughts will be folded in to the episode. If you would like to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal, and you can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we also have merch, so head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationary game. All of this money coming in will really help us go to Dublin for LeakyCon 2017. And I don't know if y'all, y'all. know, but y'all, Bayana's Wizard Bay will be there. So we also need to raise some I money just, for whatever Irish bail is. I don't know. <laughs> but just in case, because I'm going to try chill. my best. Um, she may have chill, but I'm very excited. But Luna is also going to be there, excited. so. Who knows? We're both gonna be, yeah. It's gonna well, be. Well, no, I'll touch have chill. Go. I'll just like we, I'll we don't just know be, like, if you'll have chill. Holding my breath, and like I'll be really, we think really you'll have calm-ish. chill, calm-ish. And then I'm gonna see Alfred Enoch, and it's all gonna go out of the window, and I'm gonna be like, I hi. Think your face is gonna turn this like weird shade of like reddish purple that but he might possible. think that you're choking. It does though. It kind of does when you get like your face like really brightens. You think it's not possible, but it happened. I've seen it happen before, and you get really excited. And I think you might think that you're choking because you'll I do think, this. Like, I don't think that it's possible because I rarely get as excited as I am in this moment. And he, and you're just and thinking about it. It's not even happening. Him in person, I know you're just oh, thinking God. about the possibility that you might see him in person, and you are blushing like a like a. Also, also, we Luna. we're gonna have to shoot our shot two K seventeen, y'all. Oh, yeah. We're trying to get all these people on the podcast. Yeah. If so, we can do that, we're kind of balling, but we'll see. We'll see. And I think um, now I can't think because I want to call her Luna. The actress Ivana. that plays Luna um, has a really good relationship with Joe to this day. So if we can shoot our shot with these actors who still are in contact with Joe... Degrees of separation, y'all. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? We're working our way up to the queen, y'all. That's why you gotta, you know, Patreon, PayPal, and merch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hook us up. If you don't have money to just, you know, 
give to us, but you do know that you you running out of pages in your notebook, you can buy a write that fanfic notebook. If your shirts get a little holy, you can rep the black wizards of the wizarding world. And all of that will help us in our quest to not have chill in Alfred Enoch's face. Which we will then turn into content for you to enjoy. Do you see this, this, how this works? You know what I'm saying? Reciprocity. Give and take. Give and take. Reciprocity. It's a symbiotic relationship. Tell me who I have to be to get some reciprocity. Because no one loves you more than me. And no one ever will. No okay. matter how magical. So, also, also, okay. also, also, <laughs> we understand that sometimes people don't actually have the funds to help us get to LickyCon and have no chill in front of Alfred Enoch. That's totally fine. You can also just rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play and everywhere else that podcasts are found. And tell your and friends. that, And then tell your friends. You and tell your saying? friends' friends. Like, and then that way it grows the team and then it grows more opportunity and maybe your friend's money friend to come in has for money. us to have no chill in front of Alfred Enoch and then gives us a better chance of having content for all y'all and then you know, again reciprocity it just anything helps no including a, a review I think we and a rating. Grow, you always seem to let me know this is working <laughs> this is working I kind of sound more like Miss Lauren Hill that's shade. That's road. She sounds real good. She was at Coachella. She sounds amazing. If she bothers to show up, you're going to get your life at the concert. Just, you know, if she bothers to show up. Anyway, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, I'm changing this. We usually say most weeks. We said most weeks when Robin was in charge of the newsletter. We do but need now, to change it. I keep forgetting. Bayfriend Deb is on top of it. Um, and shout out to Deborah, Connie, Amani, and Portia, um, part of our Wizard Team family who are getting their life celebrating Connie's birthday. <clears throat> so um, they, they FaceTimed us earlier and it was so cute. Um, but every week, Bayfriend Deborah will share nerd news and links to what's been going on um, and give you a little bit of her flavor around it too. Potato, avocado. You know, um, so if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org. And also, if you would like to curate a newsletter the way that Deborah has been for the past couple of weeks, just uh, reach out to us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com and we will work something out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at weblackandnerds. Like and follow us everywhere else at blackgirlscreate. Join our Wizard Team Facebook group to talk about Harry Potter whenever you feel like it. And then join our Black Girls Create Slack um, so that you can talk about stuff about Harry Potter, other nerd things, Doctor Who's on there, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Shonda. um, I don't know, you got a project you need help with in brainstorming. We could work with that for you. Lots of things. There are lots of channels and infinite possibilities. With and your, if you if there's friends. a channel that you want that doesn't exist yet, we can just make one. You see what I'm saying? Because it's a team. We've had people make channels. And it works. Can we get into this chapter? No. Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, we have a new Patronus. Oh, we do? 
We do. I forgot to update the thing. Shout out to Clarissa Wilcox, our new Patronus, who also Yay. makes the coolest stickers, and I want one. I want all and of them. And comics. And comic strips from the crazy ridiculousness that comes out of our mouths during these. Um, you can follow her at Winged Hat, W-I-N-G-E-D-H-A-T. Um, and you can hashtag, uh, if you look up the hashtag Wither Team, she's, she usually hashtags her comic strips and stuff. They're so good. Um, I really love, as we're getting into this chapter, the one where um, it's Sirius and Remus and Peter Pettigrew says, I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids and your dog. <laughs> And Sirius is growling. It's really good. That's one yep. of my. It's one of my favorite uh, like things that have come out of this podcast. It is really that particular is realization, and then the fact that it was turned into a comic. It's makes me pretty happy. It's pretty yeah. Wild. We're pretty excited about all of the greatness that Wizard Team comes up with, all of the time. So can we all talk about Sirius um, yet? No, and it's time for Wizard Team news, Robin. We have an order to things. We have Wither Team news. Oh yeah, we do. I just skipped over that because I know I, skipped, I read it in my I know head. Why. I know. I read why. it. So I mean, it's not really bad news. It's just whatever news. Um. So do, 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 do. we found out. <laughs> that sounds like was it the weakest link, or who wants to be a millionaire? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> So, Newt's older brother, Theseus, will appear in Fantastic Beasts um, number two, which... Did we know that Newt had an older brother? Yeah, they mentioned it in the first one, and he's supposed to be, like, um, like, popular, and everybody knows him, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Oh, the anti-Newt. He's, Newt, it's like Newt is the, is the Ron Weasley to Ah. his older brother. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, um, at least that's how I understand it. Yeah, that's about, yeah, that's all I know. I still ain't and heard about no they, more beasts. I don't think they've cast, I don't think they've cast him yet. I think they, like, have an idea of who they want, and I can't think of the name right now, but he looks kind of like, what's his name? What's his name? Eddie Redmayne? Thank you. Academy Award winning actor? They kind of look similar, which is nice okay. if they were to cast. Is it James Norton? Because... Uh, no. Wait, let me double check, but no, I don't think so. It's, um... His last name may not it's be somebody Norton, that or his first name may not be James, but he is a ginger and he is gorgeous. <laughs> and he is in... An... <laughs> it's probably not his actual name, but... Uh, He's, he was oh in, Lord. um... Uh, his name Anna is... Anna He's a ginger and he's gorgeous. His name is Callum something Turner. Else too. Huh? The dude who they don't they haven't officially like said this is who it is, but this dude's name is Callum Turner, and they're saying that he might. And this is on Pottermore, so oh. I feel like it's pretty close because they're saying like he's not official, but he's in talks, which means he's probably official because like yeah. literally the picture when they say his older brother is like a picture of him. So then I'm like that's kind of weird, but it's probably yeah, James. Gonna be this dude named Callum Turner. Okay, James Norton is uh, that dude's name that I'm thinking of, and if you look him up. I mean, he doesn't look like Eddie Redmayne, but he's ginger, and he's gorgeous, and he could look like Eddie Redmayne. He's got that jaw. Okay, but I don't think that he, um... But I, I I'm just saying... because he, he has nothing to If do it with falls through with this about. other dude... Okay. I just got really excited about James Norton. 
He also plays like a really bad dude on this other show called The Wall or The Watch. It's on, it's a masterpiece. No. Yeah, it's a masterpiece mystery series. Do you want to get into the chapter? I do. I really do. I'm really excited about this chapter. Because you know why? Do you know who returns? Padfoot returns. In fact. So, So guys, I've been thinking. Okay. Hold on. Previously on Wizard Team, Harry gets through the second task. Barely. And ties with Cedric for first place, in fact. Due to to, pocket um, weed. Yes, but due to the. Mm, I Moral can't fiber. think of words. No, Moral fiber. Not, well, nah, no. Basically, he, due to his own moral fiber, but also due to Dobby looking out for him and actually giving him a way to get underwater and breathe underwater for an hour in like the last, the 10 minutes before the thing starts. So really Dobby is tied for first place <laughs> for the Triwizard Tournament. But, Harry just happened to, you know, yeah. Harry just happened to like step in for him. You know, it, whatever. Um. Yeah, so that's pretty much what happened. Harry, Harry Hermione not out is anything. apparently the Hermione is apparently like the the thing that Crumb would miss the most because he has no one else and proximity. It just and proximity, I suppose. But you know, the girl that he's had a crush on for two months is like the one that he could never. Which do is really sad now that I'm trying to like figure out what Crumb's home life is like and his backstory that like. This chick, like he, his mama, not even his mama. Right. Skirt, skirt. He don't no. got no dog that he grew mm. up with. He don't know, no friends. Nobody. <laughs> I'm even thinking no, about yeah, how. No one. I'm even thinking about how Harry was so dumb, and he was dreaming about his broomstick getting. He had to go find his firebolt. Like not even his firebolt. Right. Nope. Not even his firebolt. All right. I mean, I understand the power of being sprung. I was going to say, Hermione's lit. Hermione is lit. You just met her. Yeah. Y'all been dating. And are you even really dating? They're not even. They're talking. kind of dating for two months. Right. I was actually talking to your little sister about this because I get so confused about we talking to each other. We hanging out. We see we're not even dating yet, because I thought she was. Oh wait, mm mm. I don't have to blow up her spot. Yeah, <laughs> good job. I was just about to. Woo. But you know, like <laughs> the youth these days will be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm talking to him. I'm like, oh, so that's your boyfriend? No, no, no. We just talking. I'm like, oh, so what is that? Is that predating? What does predating look yes. like? Yes. Yes and no. Why isn't it just dating? You guys hang out together? You go do dates? Maybe you're not boyfriend and girlfriend. Maybe it's not, like, exclusive. But you're dating. Mm-hmm. Just talking I to me. I can't really... I can't, uh, like, help you. Okay. In this area. Because I don't really understand it either. Okay. So, so we're just going to be bewildered together. I guess Hermione and Crum are... <laughs> pre-dating I but the thing is right is that like it's super weird because we don't like 
So we find out Crumb has had like this crush on Hermione for forever. And then they go on this date. And then two months later, he's the one who has to save her from, or like she's the one who's under the lake for him to save, like for the tribal tournament. But we don't ever see them hang out other than the two times. And like, yeah. And then we'll see like, I think in the next, not this chapter, but maybe the next one or the one after, like Crumb comes to talk to Harry like, hey, it's cool if I'm with Hermione, right? And Harry's like, yeah, I don't care. But um, but like, we never actually see, see them together. And Hermione never really wants to seem to talk about him. Well, I think because and, like, part of that is probably Ron. Ron. But still. Which we'll see in this chapter. It's like. But th- that's right. because they wouldn't be having, they wouldn't be talking to each other with Harry there. And we don't get to but, leave Harry's side. I don't think that you necessarily have to see them like, you could see like Hermione and Crumb walk across the grounds together. <laughs> Oh look! Or Hermione leaves, Hermione, and then keep going Hermione on with your life. Leaves or lunch like, to go meet Crumb in the library, or some, something. Right, yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, it's real simple. Like Harry doesn't have to be there. Like, well, listen. But, yeah, I don't know. Jenny's still in the Great Hall eating porridge, and she's gonna marry Harry one day. So you're right. That's yeah, the British right. dating courtship system. Is it's very very casual, and then it's very very serious. I was like, boom, boom. <laughs> I think maybe that's a wizarding thing, even though they're both wizards, so there's no statute of secrecy they gotta, I mean, they they all know about it, so, I don't know, man. Think about Flora right, and cool. Bill. Do we ever see them before they engaged? Like, interact? Well, that makes a little bit more sense, though. We do see them. We see. We do see them meet later in a little bit. And then they have the same internship, or no, she has an internship. I don't know what happened. Because Bill already so, got a job. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get but there. But yeah, no, they, that one makes a little bit more sense only because they're both like it makes sense characters. that we don't see it because we don't even really see Bill in general. He anyway. just likes his steaks a little bit rare. Okay, cool. So let's let's get into chapter twenty seven. Wait, wait, wait. Return. We forgot one last oh. thing. One last thing in previously. Oh yeah, nearly headless Nick. Um, still hasn't gotten approved, and we you know we're we're praying for him. Working on it. I gave him a character reference. I was like, you know, I've known Nearly Headless Nick for about four books now, and he seems like a great addition. I think he would be a wonderful addition to the Headless Hunt. He's he's got great tracking skills. He's very committed, and you would not find a more enthusiastic member. I wrote that letter. I don't know where to Mm -hmm. send it. I just gave it to Hedwig and was like, I, can you mail? Can you write ghost letter? I mean, ghosts can write ghost letters, but can ghosts read real life letters? I don't letters. really know, but I did my part. I suggest you all send a character reference so that nearly headless Nick can finally get on the headless hunt. He deserves it. True that. <laughs> um. So. One of the best things about the aftermath of the second task was that everyone was very keen to hear the details of what happened down in the lake. And that meant that Ron was getting to share Harry's limelight for once. Ugh. Um, which is like... Okay. If, the, if someone like, else wasn't doing the most this chapter, Ron would get benched off of that sentence alone. Because it really shouldn't, like... no Harry shouldn't have to think, like, 
oh, this is cool because Ron gets to share the, like, he shouldn't have to be worried about that. And, like, I get it, like, he's your friend and so. And Harry doesn't even really think of it as limelight. He thinks of it as unnecessary attention. It, yeah. Like, Ron thinks of it as limelight, but Harry is like, well, what would be great is if everyone talked about you and left me the hell out of it. Yeah. But instead, he's like, this is good because now we won't be like fighting anymore he won't be yeah. salty um so harry noticed right. he's still since and that's the other thing too is like they've they've made up now for the past what it's, like four, yeah, chap- four or five chapters it's, like, it's been a it's yeah it's been some months and harry is still walking on eggshells because he's still a part of the try with he's still a try with a champion and he doesn't know what else mm-hmm. will set ron off it's ron Damn. I know you're my brother-in-law and everything, but come on. Boo. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Um, okay, so Harry noticed that Ron's version of events changed subtly with every retelling. At first, he gave what seemed to be the truth. It tallied with Hermione's story. But one week later, Ron was telling a thrilling tale of kidnap in which he struggled single-handedly against 50 heavily armed people who had beat him into submission before tying him up. Which, how does that happen because you can't be kidnapped they can't get out of the water how you get kidnapped by a by some more people ron how that work were you taking a nice bath or swim in the lake and then you got took no you weren't because it's cold okay um but i had my wand hidden up my sleeve he assured padma patel who seemed to be a lot keener on ron now that he was getting so much attention and was making a point of talking to him every time they passed in the corridors also, like, Ron was not messing with Padma when he had the chance. But now, like, I just don't. I just, there's and just I so feel much like there. It, it there's too much there. It makes her seem kind of shallow in a way. Which. It really is does. Like, why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I could have taken those Mer idiots anytime I wanted. What were you going to do? Snore at them? Said Hermione. Really? Which I love Hermione. Um, people had been teasing her so much about being the thing that Victor Crowden would, would miss the most that she was in rather a touchy mood. Um, because the other thing, right, is like, we don't really know, again, we don't know like how serious their relationship is, but that being a thing is pretty serious. And I feel like if y'all were just talking in, I don't even, the thing, the funny thing right. too, is that like, that's not the thing that wasn't, as far as I remember, no, that wasn't a thing in the nineties, but you know, it is now. So if, they were talking or just talking or whatever like that would be a lot to then be like wow i'm the thing you'd miss the most huh that's interesting like like how do you navigate that conversation if y'all aren't right. that serious and then if you are why don't we see it and like I mean, maybe that's also uncomfortable because maybe they're just trying to be private about it and yeah right i mean hermione doesn't give up off the vibe that even if she was like even when her and Ron are finally dating, it's not like they're, you know. I mean, they are hunting Horcruxes, so it's probably not the best way, way to be flaunting your love. But, you know, there's bigger things going on. But she does seem like a pretty, like, even-keeled sort. Um, I was going to say that it's also kind of annoying because <clears throat> there's this like we've done all of this work to make sure that you feel okay and as soon as you get a little bit of attention 
then you just lose your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. It's, I think there's that thing about, hey, the Kendrick Lamar, be humble, sit down. Um, like, we have to, we have to spend all of this, like, brain power and energy to, like, hide our accomplishments or whatever so that you aren't all up in your feelings all the time. And then you don't even have the chill to, like, mm-hmm. chill. I don't know. That's not a... No, but I, I get what that's you're saying. Not a coherent thought, yeah, but you know what I, I mean. I do get what you mean. Um, so, Ron... It's, a double, it's, a, it's like a double mm-hmm. standard. That's what I'm saying. Um, that's what I'm saying. So, Ron's ears went red, and thereafter he reverted back to the bewitched sleep version of events. And then it's March, and there were delays in the post because owls kept being blown off course. The brown owl that Harry had sent to Sirius... Um, turned up at breakfast on Friday morning with half its feathers stick- sticking up the wrong way. As soon as Harry took off Sirius's reply, um, the owl flew off, afraid to be sent outside again, which is real. The owl was like, mm, what you're not going to do yeah. is send another <laughs> I'm out. Send another reply. Just send me yeah, out again. I ain't going happening. back out in that. I'm going to the owlery. I'm right. going to my business, eat some food, take a nap, get warm. And that's it. Um... Right. So Sirius's letter was almost as short as the previous one. Be at be at style at end of road out. Mm, sorry, be at style at end of road out of Hogsmeade past Dervish and Bangs at two o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Bring as much food as you can. He hasn't come back to Hogsmeade," said Ron incredulously. I love that. It looks like it, doesn't it? I can't believe him if he's caught. Y'all. Like y'all are just realizing that this is what he was. Okay. They ain't no Ravenclaw. I mean, you know, maybe maybe it was because they were under a lot of stress because they couldn't figure out how Harry was going to breathe underwater. I could give them that. Maybe. Maybe. Could. um, But also, like, it just seems obvious at that point. But it's cool. Um Made it made it so far though, hasn't he? I mean, it, to no. me, it seemed obvious after the first letter. That's but what I'm saying. They even Hermione didn't get it. So, so maybe we're just because we've read this books now before, that he's given them directions. You know what I'm saying? Because we know what's about to happen. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. it seems obvious. No, no. Okay, no. He said, "When is the next Hogsmeade weekend? Send word." That's all he said. He didn't say, like, he does find a fireplace at 2 a.m. He said, when is the next Hogsmeade weekend? And when Harry talks to Sirius and Sirius wants a face-to-face, he says, find a quiet spot or can you be in front of a quiet fireplace at 1, 2 a.m. in the morning? Or when's the next (laughs) Hogsmeade weekend? We're about to have a -a tete-a-tete. I feel like that was... Obvious the first read too. Yeah. So do I. So um so made it so far though, hasn't he? said Ron, and it's not like the place is swarming with dementors anymore. Um Harry folded up the letter if he was Which can you remember when the place was swarming with dementors? In fact. Hundreds of them. That was not Mm -hmm. that long ago. No. Less than a year, I believe, at this point. Mm -hmm. Um so if he was being honest with himself, he really wanted to see Sirius again. Um, he therefore approached the final lesson of the afternoon, double potions, 
feeling considerably more cheerful than he usually did when descending the steps of the dungeons. So yay, we're about to get some fun Snape time with the Slytherins. Why is it that whenever, like, literally, I mean, we've asked this question before, but literally every time they have they have potions, they have it with the Slytherins. Like, that just seems... Plot. I, I guess. Yeah. And also, I think because Dumbledore has no chill, like, and he's like, with the well, if you're going to be miserable with Snape, you might as well be double miserable. <laughs> Quadruple miserable because hmm. it's double potions. Ooh, since we don't get cable in Hogwarts, <laughs> since we don't get cable in Hogwarts and my knitting patterns, I've used them all. Hmm. little entertainment. Yeah. Um, so Malfoy, no Crab, and Goyle were standing outside, huddled, uh, well, they're huddled with Pansy Parkinson's gang of Slytherin girls. Um, all of them looked were looking at something Harry couldn't see and sniggering heartily. Pansy's pug-like face peered excitedly around Goyle's broad back as Harry, Ron, and Hermione approached. There they are! There they are! Uh, she giggled. Wait, wait, wait. I want to mm-hmm. I wanna stop you right there because I want to also just, like, point out the pug-like mm-hmm. face. And again, we get that kind of, like, appearance, that, that commentary on appearance as opposed to, like, Pansy's just not right. a nice person. Isn't that no. enough? She also has to have, like, a dog face as well. Yeah, okay. That's well, important. I guess. Yeah, for reasons. <laughs> um, so Pansy had for a magazine reasons. in her hands. It was uh, Witch Weekly. Which, if you were not, um, if you didn't remember, is the magazine where Gilderoy Lockhart was... Uh, voted best smile awarded three best times four five years in times? a row three times in a row I think oh, something I don't know I said four so I saw the difference a number of times it's like people magazines most beautiful man yeah um, um so- the funny thing though is that I always thought that which this like, it goes into the whole like publications in the wizarding world I always thought Witches Weekly was something that, like, Molly would read and not Pansy nah, Parkinson. I, but I do like... I assumed it was more, like, teenage... I thought it was more like the people than... Or maybe teen people, I guess. That was a thing. Um, yeah, I was going to say, because people to me is more like Molly, mm-hmm. and then there'd be, like, teen people. But I do like the fact that this is... This article is put in Witches Weekly, and it's not in the Daily Prophet, because it is pure... There's no news value Mm -hmm. whatsoever, but it's also just pure gossip. Um, And I like the fact that, like, this... Like, huddling around girls reading Witches Weekly just makes more sense than, like, oh, did you see the Daily (laughs) Prophet? Which, to me, always makes me think of 14-year-olds reading, like, the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal at breakfast. And I'm like, who does that? I think... I think I the other thing, too, is um, what's interesting is that Rita can kind of just, like, write for whatever. Like, I'm curious who owns which weekly. She's um, a freelancer. Because she goes, she's, like, Daily Profit reporter. And now she's, like, oh, in the gossip. You know what I mean? Like, in the gossip's column. And I'm just going to, like, write shit. Yeah, but she freelances. Right. She puts it that's, that's what I was wondering. Is like, is she freelancing? Or is she, like, a Daily Profit reporter who also just, like, will do other stuff? Because, like... Really, then the question is, like, how does that job work in the wizarding world? Um, Right, right. Well, I think what it would be is, like, this is what I'm saying, is that this article has no place in the Daily Prophet. Unless there was, like, a gossip column or society pages or something like that. 
And so maybe what they say is because this has no place in our paper, you can go ahead and like pitch it to Witches Weekly or right. something like that. So, um, okay. Um, so also, I wonder what the like circulation is. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All these questions. Just real into the weeds here. Um. So you. How much does the ad buy for <laughs> Witches Weekly? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you might find something uh, to interest you in there, Granger, said Pansy loudly, and she threw the magazine at Hermione. And then Snape opens the door and beckons them all inside. So Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to the table at the back of the dungeon room and open the um, open Witch Weekly to find the article, and it's titled Harry Potter's Secret Heartache. A boy like no other, perhaps, yet a boy suffering all the usual pangs of adolescence, writes Rita Skeeter. I, I like that. That's, I wonder if that, is that like a, and I haven't read a newspaper in a really long time, so bear with me. But is that like a British thing or is that just like what, you know what I mean? Like the first line is. I think that was just a weird way that she did it because like, again, and I'm going to go into it. There are, even in other countries, there are journalistic standards. You get a byline. Like, it would, um, unless that's, like, this is the caption, and there's no way to really tell. Right. Like, unless it's, like, Harry Potter's secret heartache, and then there's a little, like, blurry that's what part I was gonna that wonder. Says, I was, that's what I was wondering if, if it was, that. like, formatting, because it was, like... We know you're yeah. writing it, right? Because wouldn't it say, like, by Rita Skeeter somewhere, but instead it's, like, by in Rita the first Skeeter. sentence and, in it. I'm going to go back to the other things, pieces that we no, have. No, they all say that. From, I'm pretty sure. It could be a Witches Weekly no, type of No, it was in the Daily Prophet as well. Thing. For sure. Like the Hagrid but one, I think. I think, like, her, her Daily Prophet articles just have her byline. Mm-mm. It's formatted the same way. Except for it says, like, Daily they Prophet are? correspondent or a reporter, Rita Skeeter. But it all, every first sentence says, writes, whatever, Rita Skeeter. In, like, some way. Okay, well, that is not from the small amount of news I've imbibed from the UK. That's not... That's a Joe thing and not a journalistic Mm. thing, is the word I'm trying to say. So, Um, yeah, so in the other one, in Dumbledore's Diet Mistake, it says, Albus Dumbledore, eccentric headmaster of Hogwarts School and Witchcraft of Wizardry, has never been afraid to make controversial staff appointments, writes Rita Skeeter, special correspondent. Okay weird okay anyway back to harry's secret heartache um deprived of love since the tragic demise of his parents 14 year old harry potter thought he had found solace in his steady girlfriend at hogwarts muggle-born hermione granger little did he know that he would shortly be suffering yet another emotional blow in a life already littered with personal loss miss granger lies also they're 14 (laughs) 14 year olds break up I know. I know. No. I'm just gonna I'm I'm Migos in this moment. You're just gonna have just, to deal with my interview. I just interludes. wanna finish it and then I have lots of notes as well, but I also I can't. wanna read it through. I know. Um Miss Granger, a plane I'm I'm gonna hold the big stuff in, but there will be okay. outbursts and you just gotta okay. power through. Cause they are I'm fourteen. To power through, but Talk about personal loss. Nobody's gonna be able to hear me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Miss Great Mama <laughs> Should have never, ever, I, I rue the day. I rue it. Um, it's I know. your fault. That's why I said I rue the day. Never mind. Miss Granger, 
a plain but ambitious girl, seems to have a taste for famous wizards that Harry alone cannot satisfy. Since the arrival of Hogwarts, at Hogwarts of Victor Crumb, Bulgarian seeker and hero of the last Quidditch World Cup, Miss Granger has been toying with both boys' affections. Crumb, who is openly smitten with the devious Miss Granger, has already invited her to visit him in Bulgaria over the summer holidays and insists that he has never felt this way about any other girl. However, it might not be Miss Granger's doubtful nature, sorry, Miss Granger's doubtful natural charms that have captured these unfortunate boys' interests. She's really ugly, says Pansy Parkinson, a pretty and vivacious fourth-year student, but she'd be well up to making a love potion. She's quite brainy. I think that's how she's doing it. Love potions are, of course, banned at Hogwarts, and no doubt Albus Dumbledore will want to investigate these claims. In the meantime, Harry Potter's well-wishers must hope that, next time, he bestows his heart on a worthier candidate. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Also, really quickly, all the way back up really to the before top. that, you mentioned that this was also, like, a thing that you expected Molly to read. It is, actually, now that I think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is Molly reads. But I'm saying... Because I'm saying I, that's what ends up with making Molly, like, not mess with her right, money. For, right. Which... We will get there. Portia's off celebrating Connie's <laughs> birthday right now, but I will input that the head of the head agent of she, of Shade S H A D E would have some things to say about Molly mm-hmm. at this moment. I'm not going to pretend to be able to give Portia level shade, but just know that had she been available, we would be hearing Portia level shade at this moment. So I'm going all the way back up mm-hmm. to the top here, where she says. Miss Granger, a plain but ambitious girl. Um, Just a few chapters ago, she was devastatingly pretty. I will say that. Right. Right. But the thing that bothers me about this is that, like, the ambition in this context only applies in relationship Mm -hmm. to boys. She's not ambitious because she's very smart. She's not ambitious because she's top of her class. She's ambitious because she seems to have a taste for famous wizards that Harry alone Mm -hmm. cannot satisfy. And then you juxtapose that, if you go down a little further, with Pansy Parkinson, a pretty and vivacious fourth-year student, which are very gendered adjectives, but also when you say when you say that she's really ugly from a pretty and vivacious right. student, that means, like, you're, like, comparing the two, right? And then, Albus Dumbledore will want to investigate these things. <laughs> Bitch, no. you are a journalist. <laughs> Shouldn't you be investigating? Shouldn't you not be reporting claims, no. but facts? No. Also, haha, Dumbledore investigating. That's hilarious. You're cute. And why the hell would Dumbledore investigate 14-year-old love lives? Because of love potions, maybe? Possibly? If she was using love potion, and anyone with a grain of magical knowledge in their head would know that love potions don't yeah. look like that. Right, they would. They would not be. Harry wouldn't. I, they would be obsessive, and that is not what's going on. Right, so she she just saying I mean, shit, and there are rules. Yeah. There are like there are rules. And then on top of that, right, like she's literally journalism matters. Okay. Damn it. The, the other thing, though, too. This is supposed to be our happy place, too, right? Is that like. The, um, so she reports that Crumb has already invited Hermione to visit him in Bulgaria and insists that he's never felt this way about any other girl. Like, that's a huge invasion of privacy. Like, you're an adult. Right. Miss Rita. 
like you you were in your 40s right is she like though? you're in your this is a 14-year-old child, and you're, like, writing nasty shit about this child because you felt attacked because you were writing dumb shit she, about she somebody else. she told you about yourself. And then you were like, I'm going to get you back, 14-year-old, barely hit puberty, won't know what hit you. Haha. Like, what? Who are you? <laughs> the fuck? Grow up. Why are you? But there's also something, like, very just disturbing about where she uses quotes Mm -hmm. because that is a quote right like or we think it's a quote that he says that he's never felt this way um about any other girl which she eavesdrops and hears but he's also a child what is he 16 17 which is kind of gross but okay um the the difference even though hermione is hermione and it's probably not like a normal 14 year old no, that's still just not, not okay not. um yeah but i think the there's so there's like this double grossness on rita's part that she is like invading anyone's privacy but then invading the privacy of like such a a, a child at such an impressionable age like, that can cause real damage. And, like, that is, like, the kind of stuff where you talk about bullying in schools and people are like, there's back in my day, everyone got bullied and we just shrugged it off or whatever. But it's, like, the difference between bullying back in the day and, like, cyberbullying now is, like, that ish doesn't go away, right? So, like, you, if you're being bullied online for a very, very long time, if you Google your name, all of that stuff will come up. So it's very hard to get over and move past. And this is not in the same way, but similar, right? Because it's it's done in a media forum and it's like, it's not in close to like being made fun of at Hogwarts, where then you go on vacation or you go home and then that's different. And like adults don't care and Molly Weasley isn't getting all up in her feelings right. about it. And you know what I mean? Like it has like these real world ramifications that will not go away quickly, right? And I think we do see it come back up later, um, Hermione's kind of reputation, the next time we see Rita. I'm not sure, actually. I might have just made that up. Um, I've had a lot of Dayquil. It's not helping. <laughs> um, I told you, Ron Hiss, does Hermione stared down at the article. I told you you not to annoy Rita Skeeter. She's made you out to be some sort of of scarlet woman. <laughs> Ron. <laughs> I mean, okay. Scarlet woman, Hermione Ron. said. Um, shaking the su- with, with suppressed giggles as she looked around at, mom, at Ron. It's what my mom calls them, Ron muttered. If that's the best Rita can do, she's losing her touch. What a pile of old rubbish. She looked over at the Slytherins who were all watching her and Harry closely. Hermione gave them a sarcastic smile and a wave, um, and she, Harry, and Ron started unpacking the ingredients they would need for their wit-sharpening potion. That's, there's something funny, though, said Hermione, about ten minutes later. How could Rita Skeeter have known? Known what, said Ron quickly. You haven't been mixing up love potions, have you? Don't be stupid, Hermione snapped. No, it's just, how did she know Victor asked me to come visit him over the summer? She blushed scarlet as she said this. Okay, uh-huh. time out before we get into Ron yeah. being Ron. Witch sharpening potion? I need that. Same. And 
is that illegal? Yeah. It's like if you took Adderall in college, you know probably. what I mean? It's probably one of the things that are banned. Like, for, would you get in um, trouble for that? It's probably on the banned list of like things you can like test yeah, taking for and, your OWLs. Right, but like, what if you're just taking them like during like? I've, it seems like something that like maybe Hermione probably doesn't need it, but like something that like Harry or something might whip up in fifth or sixth year when things get a little rough. Maybe you don't take it on your ordinary app, like for your OWLs or for your newts, but you're taking it in general. Oh my God, Porsche's here. <laughs> We're going to get some shade. Yes. But I need it. I just need it in my daily life. I feel like my wits are not about me often. Portia wants you to know that that's how you know what's coming from Molly, Scarlet Woman. Ugh. We're going to get a lot of Molly Weasley shade now that Portia knows to <laughs> join the chat room. And I'm, I'm here um. for it. Mm, so what said Ron dropping his pestle with a loud clunk? He asked me right after he pulled me out of the lake. Hermione muttered. After he'd gotten rid of his shark's head, Madame Pomfrey gave us both blankets and then he sort of pulled me away from the judges so they wouldn't hear. And he said, if I wasn't doing anything over the summer, what I like. And what did you say, said Ron, without any chill? That's what it says on page 514, yeah. said Ron without any chill, who picked up his pestle and was grinding it on the desk a good six inches from his bowl because he was looking at Hermione. And he did say he'd never felt that the same way about anyone else. Hermione went on, going red now, so that Harry could almost feel the heat coming from her. But how could Rita Skeeter have heard him? She wasn't there. Or was she? Maybe she has got an invisibility cloak. Maybe she sneaked onto the grounds to watch the second task. And what did you say? Repeated Ron with even less chill. He's pounding his pestle so hard that he's denting the desk. Right. Like, I... I was too busy seeing whether you and Harry were okay to... Fascinating, though, your social life undoubtedly is, Miss Granger, said an icy voice. And then, ugh. So it was really funny, and I wrote this, and then I, I, like... Maybe I'll take a picture, oh. right? Because, so he says, Fascinating though your social life undoubtedly is, Miss Granger, I must ask you not to discuss it in my class. Ten points from Gryffindor. And I write, well, that's kind of reasonable. That makes sense, right? Like, don't talk in my class. Do your work. Right. Yeah. But of course. Right. Of it, course. I spoke too five, soon. two pages I, later. No, just in the next paragraph, actually. Or maybe the paragraph <laughs> no. after. Spoke too soon. Um, so Snape mo- um, notices the magazine. He says, ah, reading magazines under the table as well. A further 10 points from Gryffindor. Oh, but of course. Potter has to keep up with his press cuttings. And then Snape decides he's going to read the article out loud because, like, he's... Because he wants to talk about Hermione's personal life Mm -hmm. in his class. Because that's what you do when you're a 30-something adult and a teacher and you're teaching your class. Don't say adult. 30-something human. Well, he ain't no What I'm saying adult. is, I was being, I was being facetious. Is he human? But yes, Robin. He is. A 30-something. He's, 30 he's very human, actually. He's just Some. the worst of us. You know, if he had been on that, on that train in the midnight episode of Doctor Who, he, he belongs, I'd push him he belongs out. in that. Bye. Yeah. Okay. So... Harry Potter's secret heartache. Dear, dear Potter, what's ailing you now? A boy like no other, perhaps. Harry could feel his face burning. Snape was pausing at the end of every sentence to allow the Slytherins a hearty laugh. I will say, I would have loved, RIP, to see Alan Rickman read that. Like, just read the article. Even if it wasn't, like, in the, um... Like a bonus Yeah, like, not even in the scene. movie. Just, like, him reading that article with, like, all the pauses. 
I would love that so very much. And I wish that, you know, we should make a time machine and then just be like, hey, Mr. Alan Rickman, sir, here's this book that I know you know about. Could you just read <laughs> this article from Rita Skeeter for me, please? Because I feel like it would be really awesome. But alas. Um, yeah. Harry Potter's well-wishers must hope that next time he bestows his heart upon a worthier candidate. How very touching, sneered Snape. Ooh, more alliteration. Rolling up the magazine to continued gales of laughter from the Slytherins. Well, I think I had better separate the three of you so you can keep your minds on your potions rather than on your tangled love lives. Weasley, you stay here. Miss Granger, over there beside Miss Parkinson. Potter, that table in front of my desk. Move now. And Portia points out that he's being a hypocrite. Which indeed, right? Like his entire, entire life is based off of his tangled love life, which isn't really a love life, but still, still. Furious, Harry threw his ingredients and his bag into his cauldron and dragged it in front of the dungeon to the empty table. Snape followed, sat down at his desk and watched Harry unload his cauldron. Determined not to look at Snape, Harry resumed the mashing of his scarab beetles, imagining each one to have Snape's face. Um, and then Snape continues to not have chill and decides, let's just go ahead and verbally abuse my students because I feel like it. I'm in a bad mood. I'm upset. I'm angry. Because I'm an adult, quote yes. unquote. Just All this worst. press attention seems to have inflated your already over large head, Potter, said Snape. Um, Harry didn't answer. He knew Snape was trying to provoke him. He had done this before. No doubt he was hoping for an excuse to take around 50 points from Gryffindor before the end of class. You might be laboring under the delusion that the entire wizarding world is impressed by you, Snape went on, but I don't care how many times your picture appears in the papers. To me, Potter, you are nothing but a nasty little boy who considers the rules beneath them, beneath him. Um, so I give you fair warning, Potter, pint-sized celebrity or not, if I catch you breaking into my office one more time. I haven't been anywhere near your office, said Harry angrily. Don't lie to me, Snape hissed. Boomslang skin, gillyweed. Both come from my private stores, and I know who stole them. Which, you know, is actually, like, I know Harry didn't steal these things, but then, like, the fact that, like, if he had, stealing gillyweed from Snape's office and then immediately using it in the second task is (laughs) so bold. (laughs) Legit. But it's also, though, like, it's not the only place gillyweed that you can get it, like, right? You can mail order potions or you can pick up but more potions. But it's missing from his thing, so um, I think, you know, the yes, power of his the private stores. Yeah. But, yeah. And off, but, I, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it is missing, and yes, Harry, then two seconds Has later, pops <laughs> and I mean... Um, <laughs> so, yes, but he doesn't have any proof. No. Right? So he's just, like, trying to scare him into telling the truth, I guess. Portia says that Hermione did. Well, uh, so... He, she reminds us that Hermione did steal Boomslang skin but, from his private stores for um, Polyjuice potions, but not, that was... That, okay, so let's, let's... So Harry stared yeah. back at Snape. He hadn't, stole any, he hadn't stolen any of these things from Snape. Hermione had taken the Boomslang, Boomslang skin back in their second year. Um, and while Snape had suspected Harry at the time, he had never been able to prove it. Dobby, of course, had stolen the gillyweed. So I don't think that Snape is talking about that from two years ago. I'm pretty sure he's talking about the boomslang skin that's no, missing now. He's talking about it Brian now. Hodge Jr. was banging around. But Harry's not a Ravenclaw. Right, so he's like, two years ago? So he oh says, my God, what? 
two years and ago. And Snape never accused him of that for either. Polyjuice potion. Right? Like, Snape never accused him of, like... No, he accused someone else. Of stealing the Boomslang scan? I don't remember if he accused anyone. I think, because they, like, caused a diversion or whatever, and his stuff went missing, but it didn't come up again. And, like, maybe Snape did suspect oh, okay. him I thought he or was something, si- but it wasn't, like... I don't know that Snape ever said I don't anything. know if he accused anyone, but I think he mentioned it to, like, Filch or something. Someone had gone through his personal No, 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 I'm talking about the Boomslang skin like for kind of, two years ago. No, I know, that's what I'm saying. I, I Maybe I'm getting him what confused. I'm, okay. I'm getting this book What I'm saying is that... Two years ago. Two years ago, Chamber of Secrets, when they stole the Boomslang skin, Snape may have right. suspected Harry, but I think... But from what I remember, Snape didn't, like, actually verbally accuse him of it. I'm pretty sure... Like Harry just kind of deduced from Snape's glares that 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 he was sh- that he thought so but couldn't prove it. You know what I mean? So he didn't say anything. Whereas like in this moment, like he can't prove it, but he does have like a much higher sus- suspicion that Harry did it. And the boom sling skin is for is for this year, not from two years ago. Just period. It has nothing to do with two years ago. So yeah so i was saying that i thought two years ago he had mentioned it but that may i may just be conflating the two books because we're reading this one portia says that he did know that they impersonated malfoy crab and goyle right no she says how do you remember that no she says how did he know that the trio they don't he doesn't he doesn't yeah he doesn't they basically got away with that they i don't think anyone knows that that happened like at all and I really, the thing yeah. is, is what's happening is that the, the narrator is, and like Harry's, you know, Harry's memory or whatever, but like yeah, Joe is trying to narrator. trick us, right? Like this is one of those diversions where she's trying to keep our eyes off of the fact that Barty Crouch Jr. and there's like an imposter in their midst and like that Matt <coughs> Ioti is right. up to something. So she's calling back to something that happened two years ago that literally has nothing to do with what's happening right now other than the fact that there are two polyjuice potions being made and that there was one being made then and there's one being made now. Like I think... And reminding us that polyjuice potion is a right. thing. Because this is... It's been a while. Um, yeah. But I also... I also think I want to say that, like, so let's go keep going. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. He lied coldly. You were out of bed the night my office was broken into. I know it, Potter. Now, Mad-Eye Moody might have joined your fan club, but I will not tolerate your behavior. One more nighttime stroll into my office, Potter, and you will pay. I think that uh, I'm I'm reminded of last of of the Shrieking Shack moment where Snape has some piece of the truth, some, like, but his he's he's taking it too far. I'm, he's about to even go even further, mm-hmm. right? Where then I mean, after the and like I've said, and I will say forever, after the shrieking shack moment, Snape was irredeemable to Harry. But the the you will pay type of thing is beyond a teacher disciplining a child for stealing or an adult telling you know what I mean. Like it's beyond that. It, this is like some personal vendetta grudge thing that is amazing that harry is just like so understanding about like he's never like he said you know oh snape hates me to sirius or to remus and a little bit to dumbledore but he's never like gone to mcgonagall and been like so can i just tell you what this bro just threatened me with right so are we not is there hr can i file a complaint like i'm scared for my life you know what i mean because there have been times where and at least in my opinion, like, Snape takes it to 11. And it's like, Harry just is accepting of the fact that Snape doesn't like him and hates him. 
But I don't think we've ever gotten that. And like Hermione even still is like, and we'll see further along in the chapter, is like, Snape isn't out to get you. Yeah, he's like terrible, but he's, you know, he was trying to save your life that one time, blah, blah, blah. But no one has really like been like, yo, something more and deeper is going on here. Because mm-hmm. all of this is happening while he's supposed to be teaching them potions. Right. This is literally all happening in his class. So Harry says, right. Harry says, right. Um, I'll bear that in mind if I ever get the urge to go in there. Snape's eyes flashed, and for one wild moment, Harry thought Snape was about to pull his wand out and curse him, which is, like, again, like, the fact that this leap, the fact that he's able to go to this leap where he's like, oh, this bruh is gonna curse me in front of all these students, <laughs> like, in the middle of class. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. Um, he saw that Snape had drawn out a small crystal bottle of completely clear potion. Do you know what this is, Potter? Snape said. No. It is Veritaserum, a truth potion so powerful that three drops would have you spilling your innermost secrets for this entire class to hear. Now the use of this potion is controlled by very strict ministry guidelines, but unless you watch your step, I might just find my hand slips right over your evening pumpkin juice. And then, Potter, then we'll find out whether you've been in my office or not. It's like, fam, I know he's not going to die, but you're still threatening to poison a child. Again. Not only that, but he also just told you he's threatening to throw it all away because it's tightly controlled by the ministry. So as soon as Harry, the Veritas Serum wears off, Harry would be like, homeboy threatened to slip truth serum into my drink. All of a sudden, I'm spilling my guts um, to make a logical leap here. Maybe then, if he had done it. Mm-hmm. I'm going off into this alternate universe where Snape does slip Veritas Serum into Harry's pumpkin juice. Maybe he gets some answers he wants or doesn't, but then he definitely gets fired. Definitely. Like, I'm like if you work at the State Department and you use your clearance or the DMV or whatever to, like, look up Beyonce's passport, you get fired. That is a violation. It is tightly controlled whose information you look up, why you look it up, when you look it up. Veritaserum is the same type of thing. It is tightly controlled who you give it to, why you give it to them, when you give it to them, where you give it to them. You can't just be threatening a 14-year-old boy with chemical warfare. Isn't the threat enough a reason for him to lose his job? Why is he still working here? I don't. It it does does not compute. Yeah. He threatened me with a chemical weapon or a potionic weapon or whatever. Boy, bye. Yeah. Um, so Harry said nothing, turning back to his ginger roots. He didn't like the sound of that truth potion at all, nor would he put it past Snape to slip him some. He repressed a shudder at the thought of what might come, ex- what might come spilling out of his mouth if Snape did it. Quite apart from landing a whole lot of people in trouble, Hermione and Dobby for a start, there was also the other things he was concealing, like the fact that he was in contact with Sirius and his insides squirmed how he felt about Cho. So there's a knock at the dungeon door. Enter, said Snape. The class um, looked around as the door opened and Professor Karkaroff comes in. We need to talk, he said. Which is like, fam, in the middle of class? Dude. You gotta... Right. Chill. He says, I'll talk to you after my lesson, Karkaroff, Snape muttered. I want to talk now while you can't, while you can't slip off, Severus. You've been avoiding me. After the lesson, Snape snapped. <laughs> Sorry. I still love Snape snapped. It makes me happy. Um, 
under the pretext. I don't understand um, why me wanting to change my Twitter name to Snape Snapped means that I'm pro Snape. Snape has snapped. That's anti Snape. Snappy Snape. Snappy nappy. Who? Nappy Snappy Snape. Except he's the it's opposite happening. of nap. I don't care what so, y'all say. But. Greasy, but still. Portia also brings up, like, they could have told, Harry could have told them about the the um, threat, that, about this Veritaserum threat when they do eventually use it on Barty Crouch. And it's interesting, too, because Dumbledore asked him to make that because he knows something is up, right? He's, like, on the lookout for this. He wants, Dumbledore wants to be ready for whatever is going down. Like, he's seeing the same signs that Sirius is seeing, and he recognizes, like, something is happening. So that's why he has the Veritaserum. And so to know that something serious <laughs> is happening, <laughs> and that's why you were asked to create this Veritaserum, and to still not have enough chill to not threaten to use it on this little boy because you missing some gillyweed that he used to be underwater for an hour. Like, Petty, thou is your name. Yeah. So under the pretext of holding mm, up a measuring mm, cup to see if he poured it. out enough armadillo bile, which is kind of gross, but okay. Um, Harry sneaked a, a sidelong glance at the pair of them. Karkaroff looked extremely worried and Snape looked angry. Um, Karkaroff hovered behind Snape's desk for the rest of the double period. Keen to hear what Karkaroff wanted to say, Harry deliberately knocked off his bottle of armadillo bile because he can't help who he is. He can't change, even if he tries. Like, like when you want to stick up for him, your business. Like, I just, I never thought or wanted to be in the moment where I would be. Uh, is it really defending Snape and Karkaroff? I don't think it is. I just think that Harry, in general, should learn no. to stay in his lane and to mind his own business, just in general. Right. It's not defending Snape or Karkaroff. It's just, like, teaching Harry life lessons that, like, to bring in Doctor Who. Bill was like, you know what? This don't got nothing to do with me. And then dipped when she saw the Doctor and his weird underground lair. She was like, you know what? None of my business. Exactly. And I just feel like Harry, I mean, was it not? A chapter ago that his leg was in the staircase. Like, how many times he won't learn. does the universe no. have to say, stay in your yeah. lane? Stop swerving. Nope. How many? He doesn't pay attention. Um, so, what's so urgent he heard Snape hiss at Karkaroff? This. Karkaroff pulled up the left-hand sleeve of his robe and showed Snape something on his inner forearm. Well, said Karkaroff, do you see? It's never been this clear. Never since. Put it away. But you must have noticed Karkaroff began. We can talk later, Karkaroff, spat Snape. Potter, what are you doing? Clearing up my armadillo bile, so, uh, yeah, Professor. Spat Snape. Spat Snape. Oh, okay. Almost. Not quite. Said Harry innocently, straightening up and showing Snape the sodden rag he was holding. Karkaroff turned on his heel and strode out of the dungeon. He looked both worried and angry, not wanting to remain alone with the exceptionally angry Snape. Harry threw his books and ingredients back into his bag and left at top speed to tell Ron and Hermione what he had just witnessed. Just. Eavesdropping. Not yeah. witness, but he just eavesdropped. Mm -hmm. Words mean things. Mm -hmm. You weren't you an innocent passerby as this was going on. Yeah. Well, let's get to fun things for a little bit. Um, so they leave yes. the next day um, to go to Hogsmeade with food in Harry's bag. They had packed 
A had packed a dozen chicken legs, a loaf of bread, and a flask of pumpkin juice from the lunch table, but no porridge, which, you know. No porridge. Porridge doesn't travel well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't keep. It's not, it's perishable is what it is. Um, so yeah. they went into, well, they went into. Everything the, that they have is perishable. That's true. Well, this, it's like more, I don't know, whatever. It's bre- it's lunchtime. It's not breakfast. It wouldn't have kept for that long in the first place or something. Yes. Whatever. Yes. They went into Gladrag's Wizard Wear to buy a present for Dobby, and they had fun selecting the mer- the most lurid socks they could find, including a pair of patterned with flashing gold and silver stars, and another that screamed loudly when they became too smelly. Um, which that could potentially be like a good motivator to do laundry. I'm just saying. <laughs> you just walk into your house and all your Wash. clothes are screaming at you, and you're like, "All right, all right, all right, I got you. You're right. You're right. Let me let me quit yeah. playing." So then they, um, half past, at half past one, they made their way up the high street past Dervish and Bangs and out toward the edge of the village, um, waiting for them at the stile at the end of the lane was a very large shaggy black dog, which was carrying some newspapers in its mouth and looking very familiar. Hello, Sirius, said Harry when they reached him. The black dog sniffed Harry's bag, eagerly wagged its tail once and turned and began to trot away from them across the scrubby scrubby patch of ground that rose to meet the rocky foot of the mountain. Harry, Ron, and Hermione followed. Sirius led them to the foot of the mountain where the ground was covered with boulders and rocks. It was easy for him um, to climb, but Harry and Ron and Hermione were out of breath, so they climbed up the mountain until they get to a narrow fissure on the rock and they squeeze into it and find themselves in a cave. And tethered um, to the end of it was Buckbeak. Hey, yay, Buckbeak. Buckbeak. Destiny's Menagerie. They, this is when they're going solo. <clears throat> um, at some point, they're all going to come back together <laughs> and give us Destiny Fulfilled. But not quite. We got some time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, all three of them bow low to him. And after regarding... Then imperiously for a moment, Buckbeak bent his scaly front knees and allowed Hermione to rush forward and stroke, his fe- and stroke his feathery neck. Harry, however, was looking at the black dog, which had just turned into his godfather. Um, Sirius was still wearing the same robes hey. he had been wearing when he left Azkaban. Um, his black hair was longer than it had been when he had appeared in the fire, and it was untidy and matted, matted once more, and he looked very thin. Chicken, he said hoarsely, and after removing the old daily profits from his mouth and throwing them on the cave floor. Um, so Harry gave him the food. Thanks. I've been living off rats mostly. Can't steal too much food from Hogsmeade. I draw attention to myself. I'm curious, and maybe not, but is he living off of rats, like, because that's all he can find or because he's trying to exact revenge? Probably right? both. It's like, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll end up he killing He could be Peter. eating squirrels. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he could be going after other things, but he's like, mm, rat bastards, y'all don't deserve <laughs> it. Maybe he's hoping that one of them becomes Become Peter. Peter. You know what I'm saying? Possibly. It's possible. He doesn't know, know where Peter is. Yeah. Um, what are you doing here, Sirius? Said Harry. Fulfilling my duty as godfather, said Sirius. Don't worry about it. I'm <laughs> pretending to be a lovable stray. Um, he was still grinning, but seeing the anxiety on Harry's face, said more seriously, I want to be on the spot. Your last letter. Well, let's just say things are getting fishier. I've been stealing the paper every time someone throws one out, and by the looks of things, I'm not the only one who's getting worried. Harry, however, continued to stare at Sirius. What if they catch you? What if you're seen? You three and Dumbledore are the only ones around here who know I'm an animagus, he said. Um, Ron nudged Harry 
and passed in the Daily Prophets. There were two. The, four, the first bore the headline, Mystery Illness of Bartimius Crouch. The second, Ministry Witch Still Missing, Minister of Magic Now Personally Involved. Harry scanned the story about Crouch. Phrases jumped out at him. Hasn't been seen in public since November. House appears deserted. St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Malady. Maladies or mal- maladies, maladies, and injuries decline. Comment. Maladies. Ministry refuses to confirm rumors of critical illness. They're making it sound like he's dying," said Harry slowly. "But he can't be that ill if he managed to get up here. My brother's Crouch's personal assistant, Ron, informed Sirius. He says Crouch is suffering from suffering from overwork. Mind you, he did look ill last time I saw him up close," said Harry. "The night my name came out of the goblet, getting his comeuppance for sacking Winky, isn't he?" said Hermione with an edge to her voice. Hermione's, oh no, I bet he wishes he hadn't done it now. Bet he feels the difference now she's not there to look after him. Hermione's obsessed with house elves, Ron muttered to Sirius. Sirius, however, looked interested. Crouch sacked his house elf. Yes, yes, at the Quidditch World Cup. Um, And so then they tell Sirius the full story of what happened at the Dark Mark and Winky being found. Um... Let me get this straight, said Sirius. You, you first saw the elf in the top box. She was saving Crouch's seat, right? Right. But Crouch didn't turn up for the match? No, said Harry. I think he was, he'd said he'd been too busy. Um, Sirius paced all around the cave in, the, um, in silence. Then he said, Harry, did you check your pockets? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Harry, did no, you check did your pockets for your wand Ugh. after you'd left the top box? No. Harry, no, did didn't. you check your pockets for your call. wand after you left the top box? <sighs> no, said Harry. I no. didn't need to use it before we got into the forest. And then I put my hand in my pocket and all that was in there were my omnoculars. Are you saying whoever conjured the mark stole my wand in the top box? Harry, I just... But also, why isn't there better clothing for wand keeping? Yeah, it it really doesn't make sense. They weren't wearing robes, were they? Mm. I feel like they would have been, though, because it was... Mm -mm. They arrived on the day... They arrived on the day... Well, they probably had time to change. Now that I think about it. But still, like, I would even make sure, like, as Molly, like is knitting sweaters and stuff like a little wand yeah. pocket in the sleeve right then you could just that would be so much nifty. better to have it then you could just like whip it out than by your it would butt. already be like in your arm right. like, oh that's so cool i like how we did the same thing <laughs> just it like like spider-man yeah it just kind of like slips out of your sleeve and you catch it and you're like when guardian leviosa catch it man right you have to get into some wizarding why don't you have it you i just think that the wizarding world wait what where were, did they just pass by? They passed by um, Dervishen getting Dobby some socks. Oh, Glad Rags Wizard Wear? Glad Rags Wizard Wear. I feel like they need to stop in there and see what they have that can properly hold your wand so that this kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. But also, Harry, come on, fam. You know, Portia says, why does someone who wasn't there understand more about what happened than the people who were? These are <laughs> questions. But also, this, makes, this whole portion makes me really laugh because he is so close yet not quite there. Yeah. Not quite there. It's po- But he's closer than anyone right. else. I mean like but the other thing is like he wouldn't he really be able to get all the way there, right? Like we see why there's no way he would be able to guess all the way there. Like he's about to tell us tell us why, but like Yeah. Yeah, I mean like it makes sense that he's not all the way there because like who would know? 
Right. Um, it's possible, said Sirius. Winky didn't steal that wand, Hermione. Well, Trelawney would know. Oh, right. You know, she would have gazed it in the vapors of her... She would have gleaned... Yeah, from the, from the from, orb, from her inner eye, actually. Yeah. She would have just seen it happen, yeah. and then... The universe would have shown mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Yeah. The elf wasn't the only one in that box, said Sirius. Who else was sitting behind you? Loads of people, said Harry. Some Bulgarian ministers, Cornelius Fudge, the Malfoys. The Malfoys, said Ron suddenly. I bet it was Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> they are so quick. Like, the Malfoys are trash, I know. But y'all are, like, so quick to jump to them every time. Like, they, it's really funny because you start to... And I guess, like, maybe this book is when you really start to understand, like, the nature of the Malfoys and stuff. And it's like, come on, fam. Really? It's not always good. Right. They... It's not their style. Anyone else said Sirius? No one said Harry. Yes, there was... Yes, there was. There was Ludo Bagman, Hermione reminded him. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about Bagman except he used to be a beater for the Wimborne Wasps, said Sirius. What's he like? He's okay. He keeps offering to help me with the Triwizard Tournament. Does he now? I wonder why he'd do that. Says he's taken a liking to me. Hmm, said Sirius. We ju- we saw him in the forest just before the Dark Mark appeared, remember? Said Hermione. Gambling. Yeah, but he didn't stay in the forest, did he? The moment we told him about the riot, he went off to the campsite. How do you know, Hermione shot back. How do you know where he disapparated to? Which is true. Um, Come off it, said Ron. Are you saying Ludo Bag... Are you saying you reckon Ludo Bagman conquered the Dark Mark? It's more likely he did than Winky. Told you, said Ron. Told you she's obsessed with house. But Sirius held up a hand to silence Ron. Thank you, because... Somebody had to. Like, okay, yeah, Hermione has, like, a thing about defending house elves. But you really think Winky conjured the dark mark, Ronald? Right. And this is also, like, I think a lot of this is Ron being a little salty about Victor Crumb. Like, and just needing to, like, disagree with Hermione. Because the way that even Ron explains house elves, that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. that Winky would do it. Like, you know that that doesn't make sense. But you gotta just be contrary because you salty. Yep. Because Hermione got a Quidditch Bay. That's not you. Yep. He's not even Quidditch Bay yet. Oh my god. I totally want Victor Crumb to show up in Hermione Granger in the Quarter Life Crisis. Yeah. Like a reboundy type of, like a reconnection. And then she could see what could have been, what should have been, what might have been. A Scandal uh, 100. Eliana. Uh, flashback. Write what, that fanfic. What, what might have happened if AKA, I had gone with Crumb instead of Ron? Actually, don't do that. But like, if I had gone to Bulgaria for the summer again, that would be awesome. There was just a quit. Yes. There was just a tournament um, thing that so, happened, right? In because that was what the party was for. Yeah, because Tay June. Also, can we shout out my favorite line in the newer episodes? This is now tangent, <laughs> hashing out Hermione tangent. But when uh i forget what poverty says oh she says i'm a 10 you're six like they were saying she was like oh no one would ever think that we were dating i'm a 10 you're like you're a six and then tijun goes tijun goes i'm a professional (laughs) athlete (laughs) it's really good he's like it's so good good." he's like bitch please girl you do realize i'm famous right i could be a six like Add fame to a I six, six. I'm at least still an eight. have all them. <laughs> I could be a five, but as a professional Quidditch player, right? Because Crumb is like I'm a ten. Crumb is like a five. 
<laughs> the, way, the way they the way they explain it, he's he's humpbacked and duck footed apparently, and has really, bi- yeah, and really <laughs> big eyebrows. Like Joe really has to get better with this description stuff because like, right? You got my man looking like you got. Uh. Him. In oh my, my head, god! Like, could you imagine like Crumb and Tejun like sizing each other up, like mm. because by that point. Well, no, I guess Crumb is the same, around the same age, but I'd be like, he'd be kind of like a has-been, but he's still young enough that he would still be playing. Well, how old is, yeah, I mean, he's still like his 20s, he's not really a has-been. Because he's 18, and then, like, right? So then he's four years older Quidditch, than him. Do Quidditch, um, like, careers last, right? Because, like, they're flying. I mean, there's only so many bludgers to the head right, you can that's, take. that's true. That's true. But so I would, I would or, think that you to, could, like, football. stay longer than, like, muggle sports right because i'm a seeker right that too but you might slow down yeah but would you because you have like a broom that like if you have the fastest broom then do you slow down maybe your reflexes do i guess your reflexes and like your your hand-eye coordination yeah. and stuff wow okay we got to move on because i gotta blow my nose so i need you to okay. start <laughs> reading because it's um, just dripping now okay gross um when the dark mark was conjured and the elf had been discovered holding Harry's wand, what did Crouch do? Went to look in the bushes, said Harry, but there wasn't anyone else there. Of course, Sirius muttered. Of course, he'd want to pit it on anyone but his own elf. And then he sacked her? Yes, said Hermione. He sacked her just because he shouldn't, just because she hadn't stayed in her tent and let herself get trampled. Hermione, would you give it a rest with the elf, said Ron. Sirius shook his head and said, she's got the measure of Crouch This is why better. she left your ass for Los what? Angeles. I'm sorry. What did you say? I said this is why she left your ass and went to Los True. Angeles. So Sirius shook his head. She's got the measure of Crouch better than you have, Ron. If you want to know what a man's like, take a look at how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. Peak Sirius. And also, finally somebody got on take Ron. Your own advice, finally Sirius. an adult told Ron to shut up. And also, oh. it's a wonderful line in the series. And also... It's annoying because in the next book, um, Sirius is kind of a hypocrite. He doesn't take his own advice. Which is... I hate when... See, guys, I can write, like, well-rounded characters with, like, flaws and shit. Why? How dare you? (laughs) What is that? Good writing. Who needs that? Who needs that? For what? What is the point of that? It makes no sense. No one asked for this. How do you just go... Real depiction Say a thing, and then, like a human... Go and contradict Come yourself. On. Amani came in with the, he's clearly just repeating things he's heard from Lupin. Let Sirius have his <laughs> moment. Sirius has good quality advice and words for his god th- godson. Just because he can't follow the through. Sirius is a do as I say, not as I do type of parent. And sometimes don't do as I say either because... <laughs> man please um you know um, you'd have uh harry out here committing <laughs> murders that he was accused for and didn't commit the first time he i did my way it's just a lot what did he say i want to i want to commit the murder i've been, I was I've been accused, convicted oh, yeah. of. And you're just like mm, maybe not maybe let's not do that but you know what though because we're about to hear about crouch oh yeah I'm excited about this. All this and tea. That's what this is. It's about to be tea time with Sirius Black. This is, yeah, right? Like, I wish I had my cheek, some tea. I know, ready I drink all my water. My throat's starting to really hurt. 
sad. I know, me too. Um, but Deborah would be very proud of us. Water drinking. <laughs> Some of my mothers. Um, when you when we start to hear about like, let's well let's just get into it. But you can I it reminds you that the serious that we met in this <clears throat> in the last book was like fresh out of Askman oh, and definitely. so was not yeah thinking clearly like he um, he was still he yeah I know what you're saying he still had his the mentors and like yeah. he still has them now but he was like fresh out in that moment and he was still like right blaming himself for the deaths of Harry's parents and like Peter was still out and like nobody knew about him and there were a lot of things listen ain't nobody murdered my best friends or put me in prison unjustly but I have been wronged by some people and the things I say in the heat of that emotional time and then when I come down I'm like ooh I turn to Hagrid shouldn't have said that (laughs) shouldn't have said that like you know what I mean yeah alright all these absences of Barty Crouches he goes to the trouble of making sure his house elf saves him a seat at the Quidditch World Cup and doesn't bother to turn up and watch. He works very hard to reinstate the Triwizard of Tournament, then stops coming to that too. It's not light crouch. If he's ever taken a day off work because of an illness before this, I'll eat Buckbeak. Which is <laughs> like, damn, you ain't gotta drag him up in there. <laughs> Buckbeak didn't ask for that. Um, Do you know Crouch then, said Harry. Sirius's face darkened. He suddenly looked as menacing as he had the night when Harry first met him, the night Harry still believed Sirius to be a murderer. Oh, I know Crouch all right. He was the one who gave the order for me to be sent to Azkaban without a trial. What? said Ron and Hermione together. You're kidding, said Harry. No, I'm not. Crouch used to be the head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement, didn't you know? Um, He was tipped for the next Minister of Magic. He was a great wizard, Barty Crouch, powerfully magical and power-hungry. Oh, never a Voldemort supporter, he said, reading the look on Harry's face. No, Barty Crouch was always very outspoken against the dark side, but then a lot of people who were against the dark side. Well, you wouldn't understand. You're too young. That's what my dad said at the World Cup, said Ron. Try us, why don't you? A grin flashed across Sirius's thin face. And a grin flashed. (laughs) Sirius has no chill. He's like, like, you right. All right, I got you. He's all he needed was a little push. Yeah, it was some nostalgia too. He, he was like coddling children. I remember being fourteen and wanted to know shit. Right. Now is my chance he to impart my wisdom. Coddling children, and I'm right. Um, all right, I'll try you. Um, imagine that Voldemort power. Voldemort's powerful now. You don't know who his supporters are. You don't know who's working for him and who isn't you know he can control people so that they do terrible things without being able to stop themselves you're scared for yourself and your family and your friends every week news comes of more deaths more disappearances more torturing the ministry of magic's in disarray they don't know what to do they're trying to keep everything hidden from the muggles and meanwhile muggles are dying too terror everywhere panic confusion that's how it used to be well, times like that bring out the best in some people and the worst in others. Crouch's principles might have been good in the beginning. I wouldn't know. He rose quickly through the ministry, and he started ordering very harsh measurements against Voldemort supporters. The orders were given new powers, powers to kill rather than capture, for instance. And I wasn't the only one who was handed straight to the mentors without a trial. Crouch fought violence with violence and authorized the use of the unforgivable curses against suspects. 
I would say he became as ruthless and as cruel as many on the dark side. I want to stop here mm-hmm. because this is our happy place and all of that stuff, but this is one of those like really important lessons that I don't think I caught when I was y- younger, but I ca- I caught I ca- I catch now. Um especially when you think about like I this came out before September 11th, right? But like the things that we did in the fight against terrorism are the things that our government, the government did. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even vote. They didn't even give us a vote for it. I would have voted no. I'd have been like, what y'all doing? Haven't you read Harry Potter? No. Leave him alone. Also, tangent. But a person in Gitmo um, talked, read, reading, read Harry Potter in Gitmo and talked about it and like used Dementors as like an example of what it was like being in Gitmo. Tears. Anyway, <laughs> this idea of fighting so hard against something that you become the thing that you're fighting against, I don't know if I got that growing up. Like, and it, it, I think it's really important because it shows the, like, depth and the, and the complications of, like, like, another great serious quote. There's no, like, people aren't split between good and death eaters, right? Like, the whole crux of Snape's personality, which is you can do shitty ass things for a good cause. That doesn't mean, or for, or you can do good things in a shitty way. Like it doesn't, it's not, it's not everything is very black and white. Mm -hmm. So I really love that. So then Sirius continues. He had his supporters, mind you, plenty of people thought he was going about it, the right things, the right way. And there are a lot of witches and wizards clamoring for him to take over the ministry of magic. When Voldemort disappeared, it looked like only a matter of time until Crouch got the job, but then something rather unfortunate happened. His own son was caught with a group of Death Eaters who managed to talk their way out of Azkaban. Apparently, they were trying to find Voldemort and return him to power. Crouch's son was caught, gasped Hermione. Yeah, Crouch Mm -hmm. Jr. Jr. Make the leap, guys. Come on. It's right there. It's right there. Um... Yep, said Sirius, throwing his chicken bones to Buckbeat. Nose, nasty little shock for old Barty. I'd imagine... Nasty little shock for old Barty, I'd imagine. Should have spent a bit more time at home with his family, shouldn't he? Ought to have left the office early once in a while, gone to know his own son. He began to wolf down large pieces of bread. Was his son a Death Eater? asked Harry. No idea. I was an ask man myself when he was brought in. This is mostly stuff I found out since I've got out. The boy was definitely caught in the company of people I bet my life were Death Eaters, but he might have been in the wrong place at the wrong time, just like the house elves. Did Crouch try and get his son off, Hermione whispered? Crouch let his son off? I thought you had the measure of him, Hermione. Anything that threatened to tarnish his reputation had to go. He had dedicated his whole life to becoming Minister of Magic. You saw him dismiss a devoted house elf because she associated with the Dark Mark again? Doesn't that tell you what he's like? Crouch's fatherly affection stretched just far enough to give his son a trial, and by all accounts, it wasn't much more than an excuse for Crouch to show how much he hated the boy, and then sent him straight to Azkaban. He gave his own son to the Dementors, asked Harry quietly. That's right. I saw the Dementors bringing him in. Watched them through the bars in my cell door. He can't have been more than 19. He, they took him into a cell near mine. He was screaming for his mother by nightfall and went quiet after a few days, though. They all went quiet in the end, except when they shrieked in their sleep. 
That is some shit, guys. They all went quiet in the end. I mean, and that's kind of the thing that I appreciate about, like, us seeing series again for, like, in person for the first time since, um, I did my waiting 12 years of it in Azkaban, (laughs) um, is, like, he's been out for almost a year, but, or, I mean, he's been out of Azkaban, actually, for, like, almost, a little over a year now, um, but it still affects him, right? Like, he's still, like, dealing with the ramifications of being there um so it says like for a moment the dead and looked in in Sirius's eyes became more pronounced than ever as though shutters had closed behind them so he like still has to like deal with his own PTSD in like coming out of Azkaban um I want to stop you before you keep going Mm -hmm. because Amani is giving us a word in the chat room um so this is from Amani it's funny how much Sirius and Barty Jr. have in common and are low-key relating. Sirius was 16 when he got kicked out for being a stain on the family name, and Barty was 19. And he understands how Barty feels being disowned by his family. That is... I never thought of it like that, but that's true. Like, they're, he understands Barty. <clears throat> Not to mention they can both speak to the psychological trauma of surviving Azkaban. So they don't really get... They don't interact. Um, but it would be interesting to see them interact because I, I I didn't really clock the similarities that way. Right, and I mean also like that was one of the things I thought when he when Sirius says earlier like uh, Barty should have spent more time at home with his family, ought to have left the office early once in a right. while, gotten to know his own son. Like clearly there's some had his, his parents own, gotten to know right, him. And there's some like of his own kind of resentment and anger within that as well. Which yeah. we don't. Portia adds that Crouch Jr. and Regulus have a lot in common as well. So, wow. Y'all are just blowing my mm-hmm. mind right now. So he's still um, in Azkaban, Harry said. I love rereading these as an adult. It's so good. So he's still in Azkaban, <laughs> Harry said. No, said Sirius. No, he's not there anymore. He died about a year after they brought him in. He died? He wasn't the only one. Most go mad in there and plenty stop eating in the end. They lose the will to live. You could always tell when a, when a death was coming because the Dementors could sense it. They got excited. That boy looked pretty sickly when he arrived. Jeez. Crouch being an important ministry member, he and his wife were allowed to allowed a deathbed visit, which, aha, it's important. Um, that uh-huh. was the last time I saw Barty Crouch half carrying his wife past my cell. Um, she died herself, apparently, shortly afterward. His Grief wife. wasted away just like the boy. Crouch never came for his son's body. The Dementors buried him outside the fortress. I watched them do it. Uh, So old Crouch lost it all just when he thought he had it made. One moment, a hero poised to become Minister of Magic. Next, his son dead, his wife dead, his family name dishonored. And so I've heard since I escaped a big drop in popularity. Once the boy had died, people started feeling a bit more sympathetic toward the son and started asking how a nice young lad from a good family had gone so badly astray. The conclusion was that his father never cared much for him, so Cornelius Fudge got the top job, and Crouch was shunted sideways into the Department of International Magical Cooperation. So I'm I'm trying to do the timeline here. I also want to um, check back in with the uh, chat room. Amani says he's relating to what Barty Crouch Jr. could have been if Sirius had been there to save him. Um, kind of the same how we're always impressed how Barty Jr., what Barty could have been if he wasn't a Nazi. And Portia said, these slither claws, man. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> uh, Sirius is a Gryffindor, so um, I guess Barty and Regulus are slither claws. 
the, the one thing I'm grappling with here is the timeline. Mm-hmm. So how long had... So it was after Voldemort... So it's like Voldemort... Disappeared. Voldemort disappears. Sirius right. gets... Um, goes to, goes Azkaban. to Azkaban. Uh Bellatrix and Barty and them tortured the Longbottoms. Es- which is like the thing like that they're not like saying. How, but... Um, because... Right, but uh, we don't know, like, is that a couple of months, or is it, you know what I mean? Because it's after. Yeah, I don't think that it, it's after. I think, you know, I feel like a lot of times with these kind of things, I'm like, it's kind of like what they show, like, yeah, Voldemort's gone, but there's still all these Death Eaters at large that they have to catch. So, like, we don't, we probably don't know exactly, like, the, like, exact timeline. And, like, two months later on the dot is when they found, what's it called, like, there's definitely yeah i I think it's definitely like it just this is just kind of the order in which it happened not necessarily like the i would think that it was pretty close to after voldemort disappeared right because then they're trying to figure out like where is he and like what happened to him um so i would think that it i don't think it's more than a couple months at most so then but that means though that barty crouch jr was living basically a prisoner in his home for about a decade before he escapes Winky and Barty Crouch Sr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, um, and that was the thing that he talks about like, is, later on is that he's like, he left Azkaban, but he was still imprisoned for a long time. Yeah. But it's interesting as well to think about, man, mm-hmm. listen, Barty Crouch Sr., Peter Pettigrew, like what an excuse! You know, like when politicians retire and they're always like, "I want to spend more time at home with my family" or whatever. Like you had this huge, like drama and heartbreak and whatever. Retire and take your butt to France or America or the Grecian Isles, so your boy can be far, far away from Voldemort's influence. Hopefully, you don't got to keep him locked up, but you also don't got to tell everybody that he ain't dead or whatever. Just, like, is Britain that great? Because, you know, it's rainy. <laughs> the food is not that. Besides, the the Indian food is on point. I'll give them that. The Indian food and the Chinese food is on point. But other than that, you know, they're over here eating blood sausages and pumpkin juice. Who wants to drink pumpkin juice all the time? That doesn't sound <laughs> good. Like, go to Greece and get some fresh fish. Have some sangria in Spain. Take siestas. Like, I don't understand. No, keep him locked up so you can be stuck in this job that you're never going to be the minister of magic now. You know it. So why are you... Why? Why? All of this could have been avoided. I mean, you know... Had Peter had just said, you know what, guys? I'm not really up for this fight. I don't want to be a Death Eater, but I also don't want to fight them. I'm going to go. I'm going to apparate my ass to Switzerland. I'll see you when all this works out and not turn on his best friends. Had Barty Crouch Sr. just been like, you know what? We're going to go to Greece and fish. Do you know how much happened? Well, I mean, these books would not be nearly as compelling, but they would be, they would be light. They would be lovely. You know, like, oh, this is lovely. Can't have lovely things. Or just one-dimensional characters that are always good and nice and never die. Never. Why not? It's a good question, you know? I'm going to write a book, and it's going to be, like, 
Oh, like Aminato, when she was like two or three, she told me this story and it was the best story in the world. It had everything. She said, once upon a time, there was a princess and she was hungry and she got a pizza. The end. And I just think that that might be the best story I've ever heard. (laughs) Because there was drama, there was mystery, and there was a nice resolution and no one died. Mm -hmm. No one was tortured. No one is suffering from PTSD unless they ate too much pizza. We don't know. Could you get pizza PTSD? I don't I think doubt so. It. <laughs> right. I just feel like, why do we like these? Why are we doing this? I don't know, man. These books mean a lot to us or something. Uh, why? That's a good question. They're not nice. <laughs> um, so there was a long silence. Harry was thinking of the way Crouch's eyes had bulged when he looked down at his dis- disobedient house elf. Um, Moody says Crouch is obsessed with catching dark wizards, Harry told Sirius. Yeah, I've heard it's become a bit of a mania with him, said Sirius. If you ask me, he still thinks he can bring back the old popularity by catching one more Death Eater. And he sneaked up here to search... Mm, he sneaked up here to search Snape's office, said her, uh, said Ron. Yes, and that doesn't make any sense at all, said Sirius. Yeah, it does, said Ron excitedly. Listen, if Crouch wants to investigate Snape, why hasn't he come... Why hasn't he been coming to judge the tournament? It would be an ideal excuse to make regular visits to Hogwarts and keep an eye on him. So you think Snape could be up to something then, said Harry. Look, I don't care what you say. This is Hermione speaking. I don't care what you say. Dumbledore trusts Snape. Oh, give it a rest, Hermione, said Ron impatiently. I know Dumbledore is brilliant and everything, but that doesn't mean a really clever dark wizard couldn't fool him. Why did Ron just really wants to be contrarian with Hermione. Like, that's this entire, like, chapter is him like he's taking so fights salty. with Hermione like let her let her talk you know what I'm saying why did Snape have why did Snape save Harry's life in the first year then why didn't he just let him die I don't know maybe he thought Dumbledore would kick him out what do you think Sirius Harry said loudly and Ron and Hermione stopped bickering to listen <laughs> which is a great good job Harry good job <laughs> um I think they've both got a point said Sirius Ever since I found out Snape was teaching here, I wondered why Dumbledore hired him. Snape's always been fascinated by the dark arts. He was famous for it at school. Slimy, oily, greasy-haired kid he was. He really can't help himself. Um, Harry and Ron grin at each other. He can't help it. He can't. Um, Snape knew more curses when he arrived at school than half the kids in seventh year, and he was part of the gang of Slytherins who nearly all turned out to be Death Eaters. So I think it's interesting that Sirius doesn't know that Snape... I'm, I can't tell if Sirius doesn't know that Snape became a Death Eater or if he's just not telling them. Um, and I think part of it is that, like, I know there is this mystery around, like, who is a Death Eater and who isn't and that kind of thing. And I think, like, with Lucius and, like, Bellatrix and some... Well, like, even Lucius, clearly he was able to just, like, move into regular life without being prosecuted. But, like, some people were like, oh, nah, that was a Death Eater for sure. With Snape, it's not. It's interesting that not everyone knows. But also, I do think it makes some sense in that, like, we see in other situations where, like, I don't think Snape knew about Peter and, like, there's somebody else. Yeah, I feel like there's certain... Well, these are all... Like, I feel like Voldemort very much compartmentalizes. Closely held. You know what I'm saying? And he's, like, very clear about, like... And I think in Half-Blood Prince, I want to say, we get, like, another kind of glimpse at this when you see that like he doesn't tell everyone everything and so some death eaters might not even know that someone else is a death eater depending on like where they are in like his circle of trust or whatever so i do think it's interesting that like not a lot of people realize that snape was a death eater not even death eaters like the malfoys know but they were close enough well because also to know 
ostensibly Snape's job was to go infiltrate Hogwarts as a Death Eater. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was like a double spy, which just seems like Snape. He's got no spy. Well, actually, though, I'm curious about that timeline. But because I'm curious about that timeline. Because from what I remember, he didn't become a professor a professor until after. after he uh, but I still yeah, think no, no, that wait, it was hold probably hold on, hold on. part so of I don't, so I'm sorry this timeline is now in my head so I'm trying to like figure it out so I don't think he became a professor yeah. until after he told Dumbledore about the prophet about what Voldemort heard about the prophecy right because Trelawney tells mm-hmm. Dumbledore the prophecy Snape overhears it and then runs to tell Voldemort and then finds out that Voldemort thinks he means Lily and then runs to Dumbledore for help so then Dumbledore's like fine I'll take you under my p- protection and Voldemort's like cool we'll use it as a way to be a spy um, because I feel like there's like a year or so goes, that the Potters are in hiding before like things go down so there's like a year or so right 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 like, but he overhears Trelawney's prediction when he's going to apply for the job well i don't think it's he's going to apply apply for the job because no because this is dumbledore is Mm. is, um interviewing trelawney for the divination position like he's not having like a full like i'm open for all positions he's like went to the hogshead to talk to trelawney specifically because that was where they had an opening but i also think regardless of if snape was at the at the school or not Snape seems like the type of person that Voldemort would want to not be... Voldemort wouldn't want people to think he was a Death Eater because he would be smart and cunning enough to kind of, like, get information and infiltrate places. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, he would be used in that sort of way. So I think either way, no matter what his position was, it, it would make sense to me that his status as Death Eater isn't known outside of the, like, upper circle or the inner, the close inner circle. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think, like, it's funny when you were talking about, like, what, who Voldemort tells what and whatever, like, the similarities between him and Dumbledore in that way. Yeah. Dumbledore doesn't tell everyone everyone's role. Dumbledore doesn't tell Snape that Sirius is innocent after he knows, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, to be fair, he doesn't necessarily, like, know that he needs an order at that point. Like, he tells people once he realizes, like, like, oh, we actually gotta do some shit. I think, yeah. Right. He, he knows that, like, it's not gonna be widely accepted, even if, even if it comes from him, Mm -hmm. that Sirius is innocent, but the hatred that Snape has for the Marauders... Like, that seems like something you could say to help, like, kind of ease a little bit of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Not, I don't, just, you know, chill out on the serious hate. He actually was, like Lily, you know, an unfair victim in all of the shenanigans that you pulled, right? Um, but <coughs> it's, again, it goes back to the passage that Snape has about how people choose to, like, some people fight violence with violence. Like, no matter what side of the line you end up on, it can be really murky. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're seeing, like, these similarities between Voldemort and Dumbledore and who they trust, how much they tell people, how they're playing their supporters, like, pawns in this chess game, right? <clears throat> and so, one of, what on one hand... 
it's bad because it's Voldemort, but on the other hand, it's good because it's Dumbledore. But in reality, it's just crappy either way because you're not giving people the full information that they need to make an honest or educated choice mm-hmm. in what they and how they want to fight this war. Real. That's my idea. Um, so let's keep going. Okay, so. So close to the end. Rossier and Wilkes, they were both killed <laughs> by ours. Um, the year before Voldemort fell. Wait, 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 the- wait, wait. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, Portia said Snape was going to be a Death Eater no matter what. Lily wasn't going to talk him out of it. He doesn't idealize her that much. And Imani went to Snape is every Trump voter who's quoted in these stories shocked that their partner is being deported, which is so mm-hmm. true. That is a so wrong. Accurate but analogy. A very accurate analogy. Or accurate. <laughs> As okay. DJ Khaled says. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Rossier and Wilkes, they were both killed by De- by Aras, um the year Voldemort fell. The year before Voldemort fell. The Lestranges, they're a married couple. They're in Azkaban. Uh-huh. Um, Avery, from what I heard, uh-huh. he wormed his way out of trouble by saying he'd been acting on the Imperius <coughs> curse, but he's, uh, so he's still at large. As far as I know, Snape was never even accused of being a Death Eater. Not that that means much. Plenty of them were never caught. And Snape's uh, certainly clever and cunning enough to keep himself out of trouble. Snape knows Karkaroff pretty well, but he wants to keep that quiet. Yeah, you should have seen Snape's face um, when Karkaroff turned up in potions yesterday. Karkaroff wanted to talk to Snape. He says he's been avoiding him. Karkaroff looked really worried. He showed Snape something on his arm, but I couldn't see what it was. He showed Snape something on his arm, said Sirius. Well, I have no idea what that's about, but if Karkaroff's genuinely worried and he's going to Snape for answers. So is it like not common knowledge at this point that Death Eaters get the Dark Mark tattooed on them? I'm assuming that's not common I don't think so. I think it's one of those things that, like, is, again, an inner circle thing, right? Like, there, you know, before it became well-known, like, teardrop tattoos, no one knew Mm -hmm. what those meant, and they didn't, you know, you didn't know know what a significant... People know what a dark mark is. And there's a lot of... And I guess they just wear, like, long sleeves. Right, right. But they only know about the dark mark in the sky as, like, someone has died here. But if I saw a skull and a snake on somebody's arm... And I knew what the dark mark was in the sky. You would be like, oh, hold on, be Sam. like, well, wait a minute. Unless, I'm, of course, I'm Harry Potter, in which case right. I would be like, well, that's interesting. I wonder what that could be. And then move on with my life. <laughs> so. Potter shade. <laughs> um, but also, that doesn't seem, as you said that, though, that also just doesn't seem practical. The tattoo? Like, it's fucking you, huge. Like, it's like a, Yeah, like, because cake, it's on the whole, but, like, the KKK and stuff, like, they want you to know. They don't care. Right? But if Snape is supposed to be undercover and stuff, ain't nobody gonna see his arm at some Apparently point? Apparently not. They all have long sleeve robes or something. He wears all black. It's gonna be 110 degrees, and they're gonna be like, well, Snape's just mm-hmm. gothic. You know, that's the way he is. <laughs> you know, he's gotta wear his all yeah. black, all long <laughs> sleeves. Like, <clears throat> it just seems like an impractical thing. It does. It absolutely does. And then when you're going out hunting, when you're going out hunting Death Eaters, wouldn't they have noticed hmm, that they all have, have this tattoo, tattoo on their arm at a certain point? Yeah. Right. Because that's how people. That's how we know about a lot of gang tattoos, right? They arrest enough people who are like thought to be known associates of a gang, and they notice like, oh, all y'all have the same tattoo. That must. That seems like more than a coincidence. Let's catalog that for future reference. Right. You know what I Which, mean? Which you know doesn't actually end up being a thing. It turns into other things. Well, the Aura is not known for using their right. 
And it's like, yes, the dark mark. It's in the sky when somebody got killed. It's just a more, it's an easier correlation. You could, it just seems like. And you don't have to do that much. You don't have to do that much police work. The Auras aren't known for doing a lot of police work. But I feel like it's in the sky and then it's on your arm. It's a sky arm. Sky arm. Somebody dead, you got it on your arm. Clearly. But you were imperious though. So Voldemort was like, Imperio, go get tatted real quick with the dark mark on your arm. That That sounds about right. That seems like how that system worked. Okay. Seems legit. (coughs) Um, So Sirius stared at the cave wall then made a grimace of frustration. There's still the fact that Dumbledore trusts Snape, and I know Dumbledore trusts where a lot of people trusts where a lot of other people wouldn't, but I just can't see him letting Snape teach at Hogwarts if he'd ever worked for Voldemort. Ha ha ha. Well, funny thing. Why are Moody and Crouch so keen on getting into Snape's office then? Well, said Sirius slowly. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Mad Eye to have searched Sorry. every single teacher's office when he got to Hogwarts. He takes his defense against the dark arts seriously, Moody. I'm not sure he trusts anyone at all. And after the things he's seen, it's not surprising. I'll say this for Moody, though he never killed... I'll say this for Moody, though. He never killed if he could help it. Always brought people in alive where possible. He was tough, but he never descended to the level of Death Eaters. Crouch, though, he's a different matter. Is he really ill? If he is, why did he make the effort to drag himself up to Snape's office? And if he's not, what's he up to? What was he doing at the World Cup that was so important he didn't turn up in the top box? What's he been doing while he should have uh, while he should have been judging the tournament? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. It was just a lot of questions, and it felt like go. I'm gonna let it go. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just gonna page five thirty two. I said I was gonna let it go. Check it out. Um, <laughs> Sirius laughs into silence. Finally, he looked up at Ron. You say your brother's crouch. You say your brother's crouch's personal assistant. Any chance you can ask him if he's seen Crouch lately? I can try, said Ron doubtfully. Better not make it sound like I reckon Crouch is up to anything dodgy, though. Percy loves Crouch. And you might try and find out if they've got any leads on Bertha Jorkins while they're at it. While you're at it. Bagman told me they hadn't, said Harry. Yes, he's quoted in the article in here, blustering about how bad Bertha's memory is. Well, maybe she's changed since I knew her, but the Bertha I knew wasn't forgetful at all. Quite the reverse. She was a bit dim, but she had an excellent memory for gossip. Um, aha. Aha. It used to get her in a lot of trouble. She never knew where to keep her mouth shut. Used to. I can- aha. I can see her being a bit of a liability at the Ministry of Magic. Maybe that's why Bagman didn't bother looking for her for so long. What's the time? It's half past three, said Hermione. You'd better get back to... S- oh, real quick. Harry checked his watch and remembered it hadn't been working since he spent over an hour in the lake because he didn't take his watch off before he jumped in the lake. He didn't take off his robes either, so what... What? But I'm like... What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But your robes, you just dry them out and If they you don't still take work. off the robes... I know. If you didn't have the foresight to take off the thing that could help, that could yeah. drown you. You're right. I'm sorry. Thought too highly. Okay. Bayana ain't never met Harry Potter. <laughs> she don't know him. So you better get back to school, Sirius Mariah said. Carey now face. listen, he looked particularly hard at Harry. I don't want you lot sneaking out of school to see me, all right? Just send notes to me here. I still want to hear about anything odd, but you're not going to go leaving Hogwarts without permission. It would be an ideal opportunity for someone to attack you. No one's tried to attack me so far except a dragon and a couple of Grindylows, Harry said, but Sirius scowled at him. I don't care. I'll breathe freely again when this tournament's over, and that's not until June. And don't forget, if you're talking about me amongst yourselves, call me Snuffles, okay? 
And I'm curious about, like, why not Padfoot? And maybe it's just because, like, right. Snape knows that name. But even then, like, they probably wouldn't be talking about Sirius in front of Snape anyway. Right. So then I'm, yeah, that was always the one thing I never understood. And it's, like, such a small thing. But I was like, like why give him nickname? another nickname when he already has one that no one knows about? Right. Weird. I think... And then um, also, like, if somebody way, overheard you talking about something... Wants... Sorry, real quickly. If somebody overheard you talking about something that somebody named Snuffles said... I would either think that they're a pet and I'm like, why are they talking? Okay, maybe it's because of magic. Or I think it was a drug dealer. Snuffles? Right. Like Tiny, who's never tiny. Like, right. I'm just like, why are you calling him Snuffles, though? What does he do for a living? Um, I was also thinking, though, in a a way that might get mean. Oh, we also decided in the chat room that if two or more people are on the fillings bench, they get transferred to Marvin's room. Okay. So... This might get me sent to Marvin's room because Portia and Amani are already on the fillings bench and it's crowded. But possibly he didn't want to be called Padfoot anymore because it's associated with the Marauders, which is four of them, and nah, he can't with Peter. I don't, I don't, I don't agree That's with that. That's too much. No, nah, I don't think that's why. I don't even feel yeah. like, like... Like the f- also, I mean, maybe yeah, you can be on the fillings bench for that or Marvin's room, whatever. But I actually, I don't think that's the case, because I'm pretty sure they use it later. Like it still gets used. It's still and, being used. Yeah, and yeah. I think that like he would look back at that with like some. And he does say like, if you're talking about me amongst yourselves, call me Snuffles. I don't know. I think which it's is weird. And like maybe it's just for extra security it's weird. and to be safe. Because he doesn't say if you're talking about me in public, which he should just be like, don't talk about me in public. <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, he transformed into the great black dog before they left the cave and then walked them back down the mountainside across the boulder strewn ground and back to the stile. Here he allowed each of them to pat him on the head before turning and setting off on a run to the outskirts of the village. Harry, Ron, and Hermione made their way back to Hogsmeade and up to Hogwarts. Wonder if Percy knows all this stuff about Crouch, Ron said. But maybe he doesn't care. It'll probably just make him admire Crouch even more. Yeah, Percy loves the rules. He'd just say Crouch was refusing to break them for his own son. Percy would never throw any of his family to the Dementor, said Hermione severely. I don't know. If he thought we were standing in the way of his career, Percy's really ambitious, you know? And they walked up the stone steps to the entrance hall. Poor old Snuffles. He must really like you, Harry. Imagine having to live off rats. So the aha moment of like, Ron don't know his best friend, but he do. He does know he his does. brother. You know, like, they've, known each other, they've known each other longer. And that is, and he's had to live with him. Mm-hmm. But that is, that is a harsh thing to think about your family, right? I mean, not, he said, I don't know, he's pretty ambitious. Not, not he would definitely uh, throw us to the Death Eaters. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a difference. Like, I don't yeah, know he's ambitious, so, true. like, who knows? I feel like it was more like, you never know, with, with Percy. Versus, yeah, like, he would of definitely a, do I wouldn't it. be surprised. Yeah. Okay, so, um, MVPs? Serious Black. Hey, you put my MVP in there. Because I already knew. It wasn't right. I'm also thinking about getting Gary Oldman as Sirius Black tattooed on my person, like just like a screaming, "I did my waiting." Please don't do that. Don't do that. How lit would maybe that be, get though? like a dog print or something and like Padfoot? <laughs> don't get Gary Padfoot Oldman's lives. face on your. Don't do that. 
screaming though that like I did my waiting that coffee is mean enough come on you know I disagree <laughs> I'm not gonna but do that it's also I'm not getting not some my body face. so do you you know what I'm saying <laughs> do you I already have a Ninja Turtle um, on the back I don't need any more right so Amani um, made serious um, his MVP for coming through <laughs> with decades of wizarding receipts which is real um, right Portia made Crumb her MVP because he shot a shot oh. and has to watch as his crush is maligned by the media, which is fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but this crumb, I also this. I think it happens next chapter, right? But crumb comes like a gentleman and is like, "Hey, yo, mm-hmm. Harry, fam, what's man going on man. here?" And Harry's like, and he's not, not a thing, but a chicken." He's wing. not like too pressed like, by. All right, cool. Bet, and then leaves. Actually, he doesn't right. leave. He's like, then I think he's like already down, had but, his. You know. Spoilers. We know. I know what you're saying. Um, but I'm impressed by him because this is also the thing about him being 18 and a Quidditch star. He's not like Molly Weasley, like that swayed by what Rita Skeeter has to say. Well, no, I think he's just like so, if y'all are dating, the then we should talk about this because right. But like he comes at it like in a you know like a. So I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the elephant in the room. <laughs> But I'm not going to be all, I'm not going to go crazy about it, right? So benched. Who we benching? Snap and Snape. In a chapter. With with Rita Skeeter. Rita Skeeter Mm -hmm. maligning a 14-year-old girl. Just setting out to ruin the reputation of an innocent, smart, beautiful 14-year-old with the world open to her. Snape still manages to Snape it up. True. Gross. Amani said Snape because of Snape, and I see the Florida Porsche's Molly shade. <laughs> <laughs> Just let's get into it. Um, but Portia ends up benching. She said she wanted to bench Ron, but he was insightful about Percy, so Rita gets it instead. Somebody so had to bench Rita. Portia benches Rita. Somebody had to. I mean, I would have I would have done a double bench, but I feel like I've done that too many yeah. chapters this book. It's hard, though, because people just need to sit do. down. They need a seat. And they are just, like, fighting each other for who needs to sit. Which makes our job slightly just easier, but still. Everybody. Everybody sit down. <laughs> unless, you're name, unless you're part of the Golden Trio, we don't, nobody asks yeah. for you. We don't need you. We don't want you. You don't know how to behave. Um, the Golden Trio minus Ron, because, man, Ron be fighting so hard. <laughs> so hard for that seat. No, he no, the so golden bad. trio is I mean, the golden trio is Harry, Hermione, and All Neville. Right, you right. Ron's been replaced. He's been up. We've, we've upgraded. <laughs> man, um, thank you for listening. Next Ooh. week we will be discussing chapter twenty-eight of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire: The Madness of Mister Crouch. We are getting really close. I think we're ten chapters away now from the end of this book, which is. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And then it's lit because we're getting to the best book of all time. Um, Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, If you would like to join the conversation on Twitter, add us at WeBlackAndNerds and and use the hashtag WizardTeam. You can also join the Facebook group to talk about your thoughts. You can join the Slack and talk about your thoughts. So many places. So many thoughts. I also want to shout out um, Connie... Concert 24, Bayana and I have just launched a new podcast. So if you are a Harry Potter fan, um, please check out you who watch who Time and Relative Blackness. They're, you what said Harry Potter. They're already here. Well, both of them. Both of them. So if you're a Harry Potter fan who is also a Whovian, 
If you're both, if you're Potter, Hoovy, Potterhead, and Hoovian, have we, man, have we got a show for you? <laughs> it is called Who Watch. Check it out. It's wherever podcasts are found. Um, and it comes out on Mondays as we recap those episodes. I just wanted to shout that out here for our listeners. And also, as Viana said, we're about 10 weeks away. So that means you have about 10 weeks to get mm-hmm. your votes in. Get them in. Let's do this. If you need to send me a I'm list excited. of 27 MVPs and benched, send me that list. I will add every single one of them. I take breaks at work. As I said saying? before. Sometimes I... There's no voter suppression no. at Weather Team. Be like, hey, Bayana, by the way, I didn't get to vote. Everyone's registered to Chapter vote. Chapter one. Be like, lit. Thank we you. We don't need your ID. Noted. Thank you. You know? Voting does close the moment we press play on the movie. But until then. You got all the time. All the time in the world. Um, you really don't. You have 10 weeks. Yes. Um, yeah. As of right now, <laughs> Hermione is in the lead. For MVP, for book MVP, Ron is in the lead for book benched, but uh, seeing how Barty Crouch Jr. is, is you know, he's soaring up there, his trajectory, I'm, I don't think Ron's going to be in the lead for very long. That's my, you know, my prediction. That's your yeah. prediction? Um, um, if this was CNN and we had those, like, exit polls, you would predict that Barty Crouch Junior is going to take I do. this one. I do, and I think Hermione's going to win, it, actually, which I I didn't really have, like, a prediction of who was going to win this time for this book, just because it's, like, so many people and, like, so many things going on. But I think, at this point, I think Hermione's going to win. I'm really upset, because I'm starting to think that because of the way the chapters work and his place in the series, Sirius isn't going to win no, a book. he's not. He's not he's in it enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Remus, Remus came through either. and was like... Hey, hello. Mind if I wall out? <laughs> let me get let me get these sixty nine votes or six. It was it was really high. Um, and yeah, I think definitely the trio gets more opportunity to win. And yeah. then like, who? Yeah. So like, I I don't know. Maybe for next book. The other thing is like, I don't know that Harry's gonna win another book actually. Because I, he, I kind of feel I don't like think Dumbledore he's gonna lose. might win. I don't think, but I don't think Harry's gonna lose. No. but he's not gonna win because he doesn't. He doesn't learn, man. He's still eavesdropping. He doesn't mind his own business. He's still procrastinating. Ooh, and next book, he's going. He's gonna double down. And the thing on is, is I don't. I, and the funny thing is, I don't even think he's gonna get benched that much in the next book either. Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> and not because, and I don't even think I'm gonna make You're him. MVP. I don't think he's MVP of the next book. I just don't think he's benched. Because there are people who are so much worse. So you have to then, like, think about, like, the... Now I'm getting into, like, the math of shit. But, like, then you got to think about, like, the layers of, like, who's really the worst. And so it's like, oh, man. That's that's Snape. He's terrible. And then you're like... But you know like, someone is, like, quietly, quietly the worst. And then someone else may not be as bad as that quiet worst person, but they loud and wrong. Harry... All of Order of the Phoenix is right. loud and wrong. And then double down up even even more loud and wrong in Prisoner or Prince. Well, he's right in Just loud and wrong. But then he's I know for a fact the one chapter <laughs> I will be you know, I might not I really hate that chapter. We'll get there. It's fine. But Yeah. We'll get there. We got lots time. Of time. I have to prepare myself. We'll for see that you guys chapter. next yeah. week. 
We will see you next week. Please get your votes in. Yeah, we say all that Please to say. Please prove me. We say all of that to say, get your votes in. Prove us right or prove us wrong. Like, and also on Twitter, on the Facebook group, whatever, give us your predictions of who you think is going to win the book and who you think is going to be bitch. Because that's mm-hmm. interesting as well. I know Bionna's thoughts. We talk all the time. Like, I'm sick of talking to her. I also, talk my to thoughts are based off of, like, the votes that we already have and not necessarily, like, my predictions without seeing them. Your gut so, feeling. Yeah, so, I have, like, background knowledge and, like, predictions. So, like, what are your, <laughs> like, thoughts? Or, like, even your hopes for, like, who you would How, want to win. How's it going for you? And, like, yeah. Serious. Like, in an ideal world, who would you want to win? Whether they actually have a chance of doing so or not. Serious. Yeah. The answer is serious. I just answered for oh, everyone. I don't think that's the answer for everyone. You're welcome. But that that is a that valid is. answer. It's an answer. It's everyone's okay. answer, and if it's not their answer, they're mm. wrong. Interesting. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye.